Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Sal Menino, who is the founder and CEO of the SB Marketing Team. Sal, how you doing? Good, thank you. How you doing, Timmy? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for asking. And we'd like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Uh, so uh, again, he said, my name's Sal. Uh, I go by Sal. My name's Salvatore. Um, so I am a upcoming entrepreneur i what i do for fun is pretty much my business i mean that's there's a lot behind it i mean i do all kinds of stuff um but i found that i was very passionate about starting my business because it's always a set of challenges and i think that challenges are, are always good because that's how you learn um when things become easy you kind of get bored and complacent so what kind of drives me in my business is a new set of challenges every day, right? Uh, whether it's trying to find prospect clients, uh, trying to work through proposals with people, trying to negotiate deals and stuff like that. Um, that kind of uh, kind of like drives me to kind of go that route. And that's just kind of what I do for fun. Um, and then other stuff that I do is like play video games and stuff like that. All the normal, all the normal stuff, nothing like crazy or anything like that. Yeah, man. I love that you said that. I'm also, I play some video games and, you know, typical, like getting on podcast success culture. We don't really talk about the hobbies that aren't like productivity hacks, right? No. (laughs) Well, no, it's it's actually funny because like growing up, like everybody would, um, like would always talk down to like video games and I never really understood why. And they actually kind of helped like business-wise being social like getting behind because like what i do is all pretty much behind a screen right like all you do in video games whether i don't know if you had xbox or playstation but i was an xbox guy um always have been now that i have i have both systems but um <laughs> um ps5 was a waste of money it just sits here for looks at this point it's literally bragging <laughs> rights it really is but um no like it built social skills that people like in like our parents and i don't know how old you were but you look like you're in your 20s i'm i'm only 22 so i'm 22 as well okay all right yeah so good so like our parents are always like in teachers and stuff like that always talk down about video games and i think it's something that definitely helped me shape getting comfortable behind a computer screen and just like talking to people like this you know um and i learned you learn so about so many people's experiences that like some people face-to-face wouldn't share certain experiences that i've heard over the years just playing call of duty or or minecraft or fortnite that it's actually kind of like sad but powerful at the same time because it drives you to kind of get you where you want to go based off those experiences over the years so that's kind of how that's helped me yeah absolutely i love that and it is funny a lot of our parents and stuff Older people will talk down on video games, but you see how much of our time is increasingly spent in front of a screen, whether it be our phone, our computer. You got this whole metaverse stuff going on. So, yeah, the Web 3.0 is going to be interesting. I'm actually really excited for it. 
Yeah. Uh, because like, if you think about like when our parents were younger, like our age, the internet was in that same stage that web 3.0 is. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of people our age are still skeptical, like our parents were, which is kind of an interesting shift because eventually like that's going to change because they're going to have to. And I think it's going to happen a lot sooner than when our parents had to kind of make that shift. You know, it took them 20 years. I think we're only maybe, maybe three or four years out where we have to make that similar shift in that time. Yeah, dude, I'm right there with you, and I'm sold on web. Uh, 100%. <laughs> Everything's cool about it. Everything is so cool about it. And um, specifically, though, talking about gaming, you got the, um, uh, like, play-to-earn models that are coming out. Yeah, I saw that. I don't know a whole lot about them, but they, like, like stuff's like an NFT in a video game. Yes. And you can, like, sell them. Yeah. For like real money, like people in a video game can be like a legitimate video game blacksmith and make a shit ton of money being a blacksmith in a video game. Like it's really crazy to think about. It's it's actually insane. And what it is is like it's um so you know how people buy skins on Fortnite for clout. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's like giving the autonomy and power to people playing the game to be able to make skins that people will buy as opposed to just the company making all Mm -hmm. the skins. And so it's just like, obviously people exchange money for things that they find valuable. And when it comes to games, it's like, if it gives you clout, if it gives you reputation, you're going to spend money on it. And (laughs) if you can make those things in game, it's like, yeah, it's, it's great. And the the creativity of like people, it is, I don't know how to put it. I guess, the creativity of like younger minds now are understanding it and they're making like money a ridiculous money at 16 and 17 on this stuff. Like NFTs, like it's crazy that you can make two, three, four million dollars over essentially overnight once you launch these projects. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. I am right there with you. It is crazy stuff that's going on in the world. And um, you know, then you have it's always sad to see like, okay, you see crazy innovation. This is just it's something that touches my heart. And then we can get back mm-hmm. to kind of the... No, no, you're good. You're good. I love talking about this stuff. <laughs> um, you see so much like innovation, so much opportunity. And then you see people stuck. Mm-hmm. And that, that breaks my heart when I see people stuck. And they're like, because of their closed-minded skepticism, like not willing to try anything. It's just, um, man, that gets me. Well, I think some of that, sometimes this is like people are scared to take the risk, um, whether it's financially, financially, uh, peer pressure people they associate with because like i know i've been in that boat plenty of times and typically it's financially like when you try to make that jump right and you're scared you don't want to make that jump because you don't want to fear for like where the next paycheck's going to come from essentially right i think a lot of people run into that right with like these new these new things because they are a lot of them are expensive like who's going to pull out four hundred thousand dollars for an nft not many people yeah so not many people at all yeah, yeah, I wish. <laughs> well, awesome, man. Um, cool. Well, let's jump into, let's hear a little bit more about SB marketing, like what the day-to-day looks like, what the business looks like. So we started about, I want to say this time last year, a little bit before this time last year, me and a buddy, uh, we got the idea because we were like, well, what can we, we, we're flipping around all kinds of like business opportunities. We were talking about real estate and then like, wholesaling real estate doing the contracts like all this stuff and it was just like confusing because like some states you have to have a license in some states you don't uh i don't know it was just there was a lot behind it and we didn't fully understand it so we weren't just going to jump into it and then uh i got the idea for a marketing agency 
because um, I, you know, I, I find value in like buying courses to like learn about different things and, you know, being in college, I kind of re- realize it's a complete waste of time and money. Yep. Um, but I found that buying courses led to other opportunities that I thought I would never have talking to people uh, of big clients. Um, so it, so the idea came just from like, just flip-flopping like entrepreneurial like ideas. So basically what we do is we build up brands, like say like you, you want to build your podcast even higher, right? So what we'll do is we'll do things like social growth campaigns that will generate followers through like a paid media, basically of, of giveaways and, and direct messaging and stuff like that to build up your brand. Right. So a lot of these big uh, people use this all the time and it kind of helps them drive their verification. Right. So if a, you're like a new, a new business or a small, it could even be like a local small business. You don't have to necessarily be like somebody who, who wants to be famous and have all these, you know, be an influencer per se. But what, when we focus on like a small business and then I'll go to like more like bigger business. Um, I focus on getting them like 10,000 uh, followers on Instagram because what that does is it opens up a lot of opportunity um, for Instagram to realize that they're actually like somebody, right? So you can open up things like reels. Um, you can do like a shop. So like if you're a small business or e-com store and you, you have a shop, it opens up another opportunity for somebody, right? So we'll do that for like a small business, a bigger business, or, or somebody who wants to be an influencer, we would help, we would kind of set up a, like a platform of getting verified. And a lot of that has to do with uh, press release articles. So like we can put them in certain articles. We have like three or 400 publications that we work with everybody from uh, GQ magazine to uh, Forbes all the way down to like Yahoo and some of the smaller ones that like aren't well-known, but like they're more like a, a regionally known one, like maybe LA weekly or something like that. Or um, I think we do New York times. There, there's a bunch of them I can go on for. Um, and we, we build up their, their personality and, and ha- get them verified. Cause ultimately like that's, what you need, you build up so much credibility, just being verified on a social media platform. And what a lot of people don't understand is there's a lot of fake profiles out there. And this is kind of going off a little bit of ramp, but it has to do with it. Um, uh, so you like you had 150,000 followers, but you weren't verified. Well, there might be other people that are posing as you as a Timothy, whatever. Now, Instagram doesn't really know who's who. So what they actually might do is in a lot of cases with some of the clients I work with, they actually ban both profiles. So the importance of verification and, and the investment that you can make for verification is, is critical and um, it, it protects your reputation because ultimately at the end, like your reputations, that's what you live on, right? Like I build a reputation of wanting to help my clients exceed to the next level with everything that they do and what they're doing. So reputation to me is critical and I'm going to be there by my customer's side, hand in hand day and night, you know, they can call me whenever if they have questions, concerns, how do things work? If I don't know it, I have a team that uh, in my network that probably has the answer. So that's also like a benefit that I, I talk with new clients about. Like if there's something that I personally can't do, I probably have somebody that can do it for me or, you know, we can kind of meet in the middle and I can introduce them to that uh, said friend or something like that. That's kind of like a gist. And then we, we do other stuff for other small businesses like Facebook, Instagram ads. Um, like I said, verification for musicians and, and all, all kinds of personality brands. We do email marketing and, and all the other services that we, that we offer. So there's, there's a crap ton that we can do, but uh, that's what our main focus is. There we go, man. 
I love that. That's awesome. Thank you. So I think you touched on this a little bit, but let's hear a bit more about your motivation. What gets you up and keeps you going every day? Um, what gets me up every day is wanting to help other people succeed, right? So coming from a background that um, moved around a lot as a kid and stuff like that and never per se lived in one spot or, or persons had a lot of money, that kind of is a, a motivational factor in wanting to help other people not have to deal with those situations. Cause look, you know, there's a, there's a quote that I like and, and people kind of misconstrued it. They say that money is the root of all evil, but I don't believe that. I believe that it just transmits your personality. So what drives me is trying to help other people in that sense. So like, for instance, like I saw I'm a volunteer firefighter. So, you know, I do that. That helps people also in law enforcement that helps people. Right. So with my business, I want to help people. Like, that's why I get up every day. You know, I coach football, you know, I, I give back in that sense because I want to help the kids get better. Right. So these are all kinds of things that I do that all, all have to do with one another. Right. So, um, you know, going to work, um, me learning to, how to deal with people at work translates into my business, dealing with people. And of course, a totally different spectrum. You're talking about people that come from absolutely nothing, dirt poor, and then do crime to, you know, talking to people who might have came from nothing or were in that situation at one point. And now they're running a business and they need help running a business. Right. So I kind of get to see both spectrums. And that's like kind of the benefit with me because I understand like where some of these people come from and how important their business is to them. And that kind of drives me every day working with uh, different clients. I love it. I love it. Helping other people succeed is key. And it also helps you stay focused on just adding value always. Which oh, 100%. Is that's, that's the greatest thing you can do is add value to somebody's life. Absolutely. It's at the core of success and good relationships and just a happy life, honestly. Well, awesome, man. Let's jump into your dreams and goals now. Tell us about your vision for your life and your company. There's a, another quote that I like. It is, um, damn, it, it kind of, it, I'm going to paraphrase it, but it's you, you're born and you die and there's you know there's a dash in the middle and like what you do in the middle is going to leave your legacy and I, and I know I'm, I'm kind of butchering that quote and you might have heard it before it's it's a pretty well-known quote but um and the reason I I like that is because the legacy that you want to leave behind is why you do what you do right so um So when I do everything that I, I do, I, I remember that one day we're going to die, right? So that helps me envision, you know, me wanting to have uh, a 25 car garage with, you know, I want to have exotic cars, right? So I love, I love cars. I love fancy, fancy cars, but they're expensive, right? So, you know, my business isn't to that point where I, I like it to be, but I've always wanted to travel around the world right so like i said we're we're in our youth Te not youth but like we're very young still so i think i'm to a point where i don't want to settle down yet i want to travel but i but traveling allows you to kind of build your vision in the sense of like you can get get to design your your dream house you get to see all these uh experiences right experiences are important because they help you drive your dreams 
Um, where I would like to live is Florida. I, I think Florida is very cool. Uh, there's a lot of different areas of Florida. I have family that lived in Florida. I used to live in Florida when I was a kid. Um, and I think having a house in Florida would be my dream on the canal specifically. Uh, the other one would be on an island, having my own private island somewhere where it's like, if I just don't want to be any near anybody, you just say, hey, I'm going to get on a plane and, and fly there, right? Get on a golf. I, I would love to have a golf stream. I think that'd be cool. Just to say, like, it's a name brand, like Jet Company. Everybody wants a golf stream. So it's like, that's kind of cool. Like, that's a dream for me. Um, but I think, like, the dream always changes sometimes, like, if that makes sense. Like, you know, like, there are things that, like, when you were a kid, like, you were dreaming, oh, I want to be an astronaut. But clearly that's not always realistic. However, for some people it is. Um, but I think your dreams are always changing depending on what your situation is now, if that makes sense. Yeah, man. Yeah. I feel that. I get that. And do you think your dreams change based on your situation because you genuinely want different things, limitations or a combination thereof? I think it's a combination of both, right? Because some things you're limited to in the current situation that you're in, but I, you know, you got to remember, and, and it's hard to remember that like this too shall pass. Right. So like maybe right now you can't afford that big fancy house or big fancy car or the golf stream jet, but eventually you can, if you work on your dreams. Right. Um, there's another quote and everybody kind of, I don't want to say everybody, uh, but people often, um, I forget what movie it's from, but it's how much do they first give you to, uh, pay you to get give up on your dreams and i like that because people have all these big envisioned envisioned dreams and they get paid a salary and then they forget about them and then they live the nine to five and you go through the the family and everything which there's nothing wrong with that if it makes somebody happy right but people their experience changes their dreams and then that limit it i feel like that could limit them does that make sense yeah. So I, I hope that kind of answers that question. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure, man. That was a great answer. I love it. So we got, you want some exotic cars. You want to travel around the world. You want to live in Florida, have a Gulfstream jet. Yeah. No, I always wanted my own private jet. I think, that'd be, I think that'd be cool. Any other dreams or goals? You need to talk to Grant Cardone. He just. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Uh, yeah, that's, I love his, uh, I love his like personality and stuff. I follow him a lot on, on social media. And I think just like, he just tells you how it is. Yeah, him and next. Gary Van, him and Gary Vanderchuk are my two favorite like <laughs> entrepreneurs by far. Gary Vanderchuk's like tells you how it is, go to garage sailing. And actually, that's what kind of got me into entrepreneur like entrepreneurship, right? Is going to garage sailing. There's that's a whole experience in itself that I've learned. Uh, you literally like I've paid a dollar for a video game and sold it for 300 the next weekend. Like that's a legitimate thing. Um, I still, I still do it. I still go to garage sales on weekends and, and find stuff and resell it. Like it's, it's just always cool because you find like historical stuff. You find stuff that you're like, Oh, this won't sell like sealed v VCR DVD combo players. You buy for 20 bucks and you sell them for four fifty, on eBay. Like it's ridiculous, but people will, uh, will collect, but now like he, them two were, are definitely by far the two people that would, would want to meet. Yeah. Yeah, and Elon I, Musk, because Elon Musk is just not common at all. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I feel that. That's funny. You've already answered one of our future questions. Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, and uh, Elon. Yeah. Love Dynamic. it. They're trio. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Any other dreams or goals you want to chat about before we kind of move on? 
I think that's. I think it covers most of them. There we go. There we sure go. That, I'm sure they'll pop in later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they will. Awesome, man. Well, I know you said that Gary V kind of got you in to entrepreneurship, but tell us a little bit more about the entrepreneurial journey. You're 22, younger guy. Um, a lot of people our age aren't doing it, or so the media would tell you, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us a little, <laughs> little bit more about your journey. Yeah, so I guess I was, I kind of envisioned it when I was at the end of high school, beginning of college. Um, so I went to uh, Rowan University, it's in Glassboro, New Jersey. And I was kind of in my dorm room. And I was, like I said, it, it was just like recently when I found Gary Vandertruck, like that time. So uh, and it's been about four years now that I've been listening to his, uh, his stuff. And he always says that, like, you know, there's so much money laying around your house. You can flip stuff, make money to start that business or to kind of live that that happy lifestyle. And I kind of wish that I would have heard that sooner or understood that sooner because I don't I, I don't know that college is technically right for me or was right for me. Um, now I'm still in because at this point I like to finish things that I start. I don't want to, you know, it, it does suck sometimes. Don't get me wrong. That's a conversation in itself. But um, I, th- I think he kind of dri- driven me forward in that sense of, hey, you know, you don't have to go that normal route, right? I believe that there's there's two paths in life, right? You have path A is the path everybody goes down, right? Go to college, get this job go in debt and you might make double that in 10 or 15 years, depending on what you do. Right. I kind of believe in some of that to a point, but like right now I'm in a spot where it's, Hey, I'm going to get that job because it's going to make me more likely to succeed on my business. Right. I love business. I do great in business. I also love doing what I do in the public service realm. Like, I don't know that I would want to give that up. It would be hard to give it up. But you find a happy medium to do both, right? So he kind of like helped me adventure. And then I kind of started getting into like when I was at the gym, just listening to different podcasts and different people in business, Bill Gates, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos. Um, and the list goes on and on of, of different people that I listen to. And you just kind of get a perspective of all different angles. Um, you know, Mark Cuban and all those guys, like all, all the big names that you, you've heard of and even small ones I've listened to Jocko Willink and stuff like that of like a business perspective. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, man. Absolutely. I love that. It's so um, such a critical thing for people to understand the stuff that we're putting in to our minds shapes us every day. Correct. And yep. you're going to, I think in one of your questions is coming up and I don't want to, jump to it yet um i'll get to like why that's important yeah not how that's important man. okay so i think one of your your questions that was uh like reading books and like what's your favorite book right yeah. so what i found is that like i always resented reading books because in high school and middle school you always first off i wasn't a good reader right And I think I wasn't a good reader because it's kind of that public speaking aspect that like people would like kind of make fun of you for mispronouncing words or or stuff like that, or just kind of like laugh about it. Not necessarily making fun of you, but just laugh and and joke around. But sometimes like it gets annoying. Right. And I always hated like popcorn reading and reading like books that I didn't really like or enjoy. And I think that's so hard that like there's these curriculums and in the 
education system that we're kind of we kind of have to stick to because that's like the, the law and you have to read certain books but i don't know that that's the right move because somebody like me i would have benefited reading books at an earlier age like in high school right like reading in the power of positive thinking by norman Vincent Field, reading the 48 laws of power um and i'm actually reading that book right now and it's 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 a great book and I can kind of see why it was banned in prison in the prison system. Like it is definitely a powerful book by far. Um, but you know, just knowledge is power and reading helps that. Now there's different forms of, of getting that knowledge and learning. And, and like you said, uh, you know, what you put in is kind of what you get out and into your mind. You know, I think reading is important. I think reading what you want to read is most important, you know, um, and I think listening to podcasts and, and even buying a, a simple course online is definitely, I think, critical because you don't know what opportunities that could open up depending on if it's a good course, though. Right. And it has like a mentorship behind it, because if it doesn't have a mentorship behind it, I probably wouldn't recommend doing the course because I don't know that you get that educational experience that you're looking for. That makes sense. But um, but my favorite book of all time so far is uh, Start With Why, Why uh, Start With uh, Start With Why by Simon Sinek. I don't know if you heard that book before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, now. So I, I love that book because, and there's another book I like too, and it's probably, probably number two. It's um, The Third Door by Alex Benayan. So these are the two kind of books that I've read first early on in like when I was in college. Um, and they both kind of go hand in hand, right? So Start With Why is kind of what I got out of it anyway. It's like, why do you do what you do? right? Why do you get up in the morning? Why do you go to work? Why did you start your business? Uh, why do you coach football? Or why are you first responder? You know, the list goes on and on. Like, why do you do what you do? Why did Bill Gates start Microsoft? You know, he wanted to work with software. All right. That's, that's a great reason. Right. And, and it left into billions of dollars. Why did Jeff Bezos leave his hundred thousand dollar Wall Street job or whatever it was in, in New York City? Right. He wanted to start a bookstore online he saw a great opportunity there right like that was the why that i got from that right so so simon Sinek talks about why people do what you do alex benign with the third door talks about that there's always a third way into like a nightclub right so you got one way is just like sit in line stand there for hours and hope to get in the other one's to be the pretty girl cut in front of line and the third one's through the back door into the kitchen and then you're into the nightclub right entrepreneurship, in my opinion, is like the third option, right? There's a shit ton of obstacles you're going to have to jump through. It's not, you know, one straight line. 